0: Welcome back! You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald.
1: So what you're going to hear is the first of two parts with Wendy and Kate from FemWaves. They're, they're both in the two parts, but part two that you'll hear in a couple of weeks features the tales in Kate's life and this is part one of both of them featuring the tales in Wendy's life. We recorded this over a month ago now. I give you episode 24 with Wendy Wayne Newell.
2: When you reached out I was so excited and this was one of the main reasons we started FemWaves is to be more um in part of our community and meet more people so I just got so excited when you asked
1: this. <laughs> <Come> on <laughs> that's excellent. Families is all around a great podcast. I fully recommend it. I'm not sure if my name has any clout. Uh, <laughs> I certainly <laughs> want to put that out there.
2: It, it's got clout. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so before the first thing, I I did cut and paste a little bit from Wikipedia, and this is my my first "Did you know" uh, bit. I'll change it to a, I won't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> The opening statement from the page of embarrassment, which when I searched awkwardness, it just redirects you to embarrassment. Hmm. Uh, And it's tied to like a whole family of psychological emotions and experiences. So embarrassment or awkwardness is an emotional state that is associated with mild to severe levels of discomfort. Oh yeah. Mm. And which is usually experienced when someone has a socially unacceptable or frowned upon act or condition that was witnessed by or revealed to others i'm not trying to eat up time i'll just read that paragraph did that resonate yeah yeah yeah. 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 oh my
2: god yes
3: <laughs> all these things start going on.
2: <laughs> yeah there's this moment that i just always vividly remember when i think about embarrassment or like being really embarrassed in high school i was very socially anxious mm-hmm. and so i didn't like i wasn't able to make phone calls, you know, like call the Mm. bank or just things like that or order food from people. (laughs) So one day I went to Zaire's and went to their hot food, hot food center. And the guy working looked like a young Johnny Depp. And (laughs) that appealed to my better nature. And at the time I was, you know, younger. So I just, I went up, to him, he's like, "What can I get you?" And I just start stuttering. I like, I didn't say anything. I was just like, uh, 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 "Oh my god!" Like, visibly, just like, "This is out of a movie." Someone get her out of here. She needs the hospital. Um, my friend, thankfully, was there to save the day and was like, "This is what she wants. This is her order. Ignore her." <laughs> oh my god! And I embarrassed myself in front of Johnny Depp, guys. <laughs>
1: it would have been even cooler if he he walked up and like gazed at you deeply and went, "What would you like?" With that. <laughs> faux british accent <laughs> that he does
2: yeah i think i would have fainted that <laughs> would have probably not been well oh, <laughs> for my being
1: <laughs> if he wished on a genie lamp i want to look like johnny depp but it had like it was like the twilight zone where it had like the opposite consequences like no one will talk to me because i look like johnny depp they're too nervous i'm like i'm just a regular guy oh my god johnny depp and they faint and i can't talk to nobody uh... bloody hell
2: did this happen to you? <laughs> I, think, yeah. I don't know. I, just,
1: I feel like he believes he's British, which is cool. He,
2: <laughs> you know what? You're right.
1: He pulls it You're off. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a great, he's a great. Uh, I love him. Tim yeah. Burton character.
2: He's yeah. a good actor. I've, yeah. I have bad news though. What? I just oh. saw, I heard sexual assault <laughs> allegations yeah, against have him uh, too yeah. Yeah. with his, um, I think, I mean, former partner now. I don't remember her name. Amber Heard? Yes. Yeah. Amber Heard. So I'm I'm hesitant to say I love him still because although I do love his films, his purse, I'm just like yeah. why yeah. do you do this why? to me? I,
1: I wish the people that were capable of doing that, I wish that they were all untalented.
2: Yeah, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Or like you could easily just hate them. You know, like they did something horrible Mm -hmm. and then you're like, oh, well, he sucked at math anyway. Well, I expected that. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You
1: you don't expect. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
2: Idol fucks up. No, because then your whole world Mm -hmm. shatters. It's like someone you looked up to. It almost feels like a piece of you. You almost feel like you were guilty, too, because you liked them or looked up to them so much and probably tried to be them yeah. in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. So then mm-hmm. when they screw up that way, it's like, no, you, you've tainted my name, too, by yeah. having yeah. liked you. Uh, I'll
1: be right back after I get the cat off the fridge. <laughs> uh,
2: ludicrous.
1: Yeah, there are definitely things that are like excruciatingly obviously wrong. Then on this side of, in the dialogue post-Trump, there are things that are clearly not wrong but people had the same feeling in the 70s when they were not comfortable with gay people, when they mm-hmm. discovered, oh my God, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. thought of him as like, That's true. I sing good and I, and I rock the stage. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. But apparently yeah. he likes to lay down with men. I don't buy
2: <laughs> Yeah. That's my dad. That was my dad. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's he had so a funny. 70s dad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the funniest thing is his name is Freddie too. So oh. he loved Queen, loved Freddie ah. Mercury, found out he was gay. I'm like
1: burned all the queen records.
2: (laughs) Thankfully not. Thankfully not. (laughs) I'm actually surprised he didn't because he's, uh, I don't want to out him because I do love my father, but this is his flaw. Of course. He's a homophobe. I'm not gonna like, yeah, right. So, but like I said, he didn't burn his records and he still listens to queen. So at least didn't compromise his thoughts on him, but like still sucks.
1: I don't know. Is the world getting better or worse? Is is it getting both at the same time? I think.
3: Yeah, I think right? that's fair to say is it's, you can sort of fix one thing and then something else drops, right? Like it's not yeah. an even playing field I think. Yeah. If that's fair to say.
2: I was having this conversation with um, one of the founders of Hustle & Flow is that he was saying that the world's gotten exponentially better than it's ever been in history because we have all these things now. We have luxuries. We have, um, we can ride in limos and we can do all this and blah, blah blah. And it's like that's like the life for someone with money, you know, that yeah. someone who yeah. or like even just values that. Like for right. me, to me, that's opposite. I think the world's gone into shit because that's mm-hmm. what we value now. That's what we all like. For me, if we could all just have like little shacks in the wood and have our own vegetable gardens. Like that would be for mm-hmm. me progression. Right. But other people see marble walls and like vanity, gold, right? Yeah. Gold the material toilets. is. Yeah. Yeah. The spirit. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I think that's all a matter of perspective and like what you value and, and think is progression, which again, what is Progress.
1: Um. Yeah. (laughs) Like everything, starting a sentence with everything is really dumb on (laughs) my part. The internet and, you know, I think things change through time and maybe go through cycles. Because what I hope will come back when it comes to capitalism, maybe the spirit of Generation X in that regard. Yeah. With the whole, you would rather be a person with substance than sell out, than Mm -hmm. value designer this or Mm -hmm. plastic that yeah meaning plastic meaning like personality veils right yeah right let's let's go back to to day one let's find out where you experienced the most awkwardness and Mm -hmm. embarrassment
2: being born
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, day was, day I was day all day naked. One. And shit. <laughs> yeah. Everyone it saw was my
2: awful. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Imagine if doctors still um, spanked you when it Was oh that God. ever. Yeah. That was a thing, right? I'm not making that up. Okay. Yeah.
3: I could be wrong. I think they used to spank just to like get the baby to start crying because if it doesn't start crying, then there's, there's something wrong. Or its, <laughs> oh, it's lungs are blocked yeah. from fluid and stuff like that. Okay.
2: So I, I think. Okay. That makes sense to me. <clears throat> So I'm yeah. going to say it's really yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do that know. would be fucking embarrassing um, imagine like a your first spanking
1: like, from a it's just a baby it doesn't know the <laughs> word
2: said, yeah exactly
1: spanks you oh god <laughs> see I don't remember that <laughs> Yeah. for all I know
2: maybe you do and you just hold it in there like psychologically <laughs> yeah. like, like, it messes up with your like day to day you never know
1: that actually I is yeah for the first episode
2: <laughs> sorry <laughs>
1: that's an episode 12 right through <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, no. We're
2: getting to the advanced year. <laughs> <here. laughs>
1: okay. I don't know how long before the first day of school it was for everyone, but there was like a time, maybe a week before, maybe a day before, where your parents maybe they didn't put it in context for the next ten years. Yeah. Uh, but like tomorrow you're gonna be going on a regular basis. No, did they say that? No, <laughs> you're going to be going into a classroom with a bunch of other kids just like mm-hmm. you, and you're gonna learn things. And you have no choice.
2: I was going to say, it's really, really nice if I got a warning. (laughs) I think they just kind of put me in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: For you? Yeah. For for me, it was just getting in the car. That's what I... Yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) We're going to a special magical place. Not the hospital, just another one.
1: Okay, so (laughs) did, did you not have a chance to react to the idea of what you were going to be up for?
2: No, I'm lying. I did. But only because... I remember this, it was in kindergarten, I lived in Hull, which is in Quebec, and she, I, my mom had to have a meeting with the kindergarten teacher, I don't really know if she was signing me up into the school, or if it was a meeting before just class started, and I remember like drawing a picture during the meeting, that's about all I remember, but like I knew that this was going to be the place I was going for a while right. during the day, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And then the shit show started. Right.
1: <laughs> well speaking of the shit show that feels like it's a million years long when you're in it for sure Yeah, especially if you're not comfortable in your own skin or enjoying it so if you weren't pitched like the mm-hmm. Dana Carvey does this bit where he does like the two parent approach to pitching something to the child <laughs> like the mother uh, asks the question and the father sucks in air and repeats it's like we're thinking you could hop in and take a bath <gasps> a
3: bath <laughs> That's extremely accurate of how parenting works right now. Yeah.
2: Wow. I'm sorry, it's guys. Good. I can't relate.
3: No.
2: <laughs> I have um, my parents are both Spanish and just give no fucks. Yeah. So I didn't get pitched. Right. It was just like you're a child. You're doing what we're doing. What we are telling you to do, right. and that was it. End of story. If I complained, oh my God, I was a picky eater. I wish I was. Well, now I'm not a picky eater. And I think it's because my dad, like, I I don't remember what kind of dramatic act I had done to deserve this, but I guess I didn't eat my onions for enough time (laughs) where he just cooked up a whole onion put oh it on a plate god, no. set me down on the table and was like you eat this then you can leave the table
1: oh
3: god oh
2: my yeah. god
1: I yeah. had every relative try to make me eat the things that I that I didn't want to eat like cooked vegetables uh, <laughs> yep. anything yeah. that they like shoved these horrible vegetables inside and I had to pick up yeah. like, and I got all the stories like this country they don't have food like this this country yeah. this country this country yes I'm a horrible white <laughs> <Yeah>. little boy
2: <laughs> and I'm not gonna eat it
1: <laughs> oh I put them all through the ringer, like <laughs> the battle stance of like. If I can't leave this table, then I'll, I will I never leave live this Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually, I fell asleep. I got to the point where I would just fall asleep on the ta- like at uh, the In chair. Plate yep. food. Oh, you You're know what? Uh, no, exactly. Another one of my favorite moves that I fin, like I didn't do again because I the threat was too good. Throwing up on to my plate. Oh my god! Yes.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, like, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, uh,
2: I was listen, don't make me eat the things I don't want to eat. So yeah, yeah, I did that one. So and my dad's like, if you do that again, I'm going to make you eat your th- vomit. And I am like, oh
1: okay, you know what? God. I'm not going to
3: test
2: that one. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. So I didn't do it again, but,
1: but then you're in that same position, maybe roughly around the same age with people that don't necessarily love you unconditionally.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: and then you become that kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that I went through that specifically. <laughs> I might have. Did you do, the did details. you deal with that? Mm.
2: Hard time in what way? Like-
1: well, like I grew up in Hamilton, so a lot of my friends were Italian, and their parents by that age of of looking at some Irish Scottish descended Canadian kid mm. not eating all of the pasta on the plate <laughs> as like, what's the matter for you? Yeah. <laughs> I, is that the stereotype? Maybe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it-
1: but it's not wrong. <laughs>
2: no, <Yeah. laughs> it's not. <laughs> so,
1: so that's what I meant. Like, okay. they, like, they didn't look like they were going to murder me. No, no, no. For sure. But they were but,
2: definitely disappointed and you could see yeah. that. And as a kid, you don't like seeing disappointment in another person, <laughs> which is why I was a good, I was a good kid when I went to other people's, like I would eat everything even if I hated right? it. Oh wow. yeah.
3: I uh, remember struggling yeah. so hard to eat <laughs> like peppers sometimes because it was in a lot of food or whatever. And I'm right. like, trying not to gag at the table but like all oh, the gag yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right like <laughs> because i'm just i don't want to i'm at their house exactly. i'm a guest and you brought me food thank you oh, i don't want to look i'm great like an asshole yeah. yeah here i am trying not to gag <laughs> <Yeah. Like> I,
2: <laughs> I know and i'm like i'm wondering as a kid like you think you're not being noticeable oh but, mm, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah they, really they noticed. noticed yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. I might be fictionalizing this, but I'm sure there was something like this that happened where, a friend's family gathering, or your own family, but like someone that lives from out of town. Like this is your aunt, so and so. That you, like I just found out that I had this. Yeah. Aunt. So cool. <laughs> she's she's ninety years old, oh. and she like she can't walk so good. She's got the thing, but she she like mustered all of her strength for the day to make this thing that oh, yeah. that everyone in the family grew up loving. And it might not be as well cooked as it used to be, but like she's nineties. So that's yeah. Better <laughs> fucking cooking for like mm-hmm. for for eight, right? Yep. I'm I'm only eight years old, but of course it's gonna like I I'm sitting there. As as a kid, going like in my head, I'm not swearing, but I'm in my head going like, like I'm probably not gonna fucking like this.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be, yeah. be a struggle. This is gonna be the worst thing ever. Like, <laughs> I I remember sometimes. Yeah, I was a shitty kid, y'all. I like would sometimes stuff my face and then go to the bathroom or mm-hmm. like
3: a napkin. Like, yep,
2: napkin. I saw it in a movie just once. Wait my face. Yep, but, like, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Put it in the napkin and just going a right to later. the garbage. Yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> yep. Just all to not hurt someone's feelings. Right. So maybe I was a good kid.
1: (laughs) Well, with being around other kids. We get to the point where you're now in the classroom for the first time. How, How did you go about inviting someone to be in your life as a friend? As a friend? Yeah.
2: I don't really know. Like, I can go through kindergarten. I remember my two best friends were Natalie and Jenny and shout up. <laughs> yeah shout out Jenny uh, I miss you
4: <laughs> it's been a few decades, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been
2: a, it's been just, a while but uh, so in Hall we, I went to a French immersion school but for some reason I knew how to speak English don't know how I learned English I think it was just my family I think it was I watched a lot of English movies mm-hmm. either way right. and I became friends with the only other girl who knew how to speak English in the class and we would speak English to each other about other people <laughs> But she wouldn't talk to anyone else. Hmm. She was so shy that the only person she talked to was me and Natalie. I thought that that was a great feat as a little child. I was like, oh, my God, this girl only talks to me. You got (laughs) to talk to through me. She talked through me. It was awesome. And I don't remember how we became friends. I don't remember how we ended up talking or how we ended up finding out even that we both spoke English because she didn't talk to anyone. Right. So I don't remember how I make I made friends with
1: people. Were, were you comfortable being in a classroom full of other kids, or did, yeah. did you did you did you care if you were able to be seen or not?
2: I think about this a lot because I really don't understand myself. <laughs> As a child, I was like very attention seeking. I loved drama. I loved being in plays. Right. I lo- I was okay right. with being myself, my truest self. And then somewhere between, I think it was the hormones. That's when I started getting socially anxious and caring more. Right, but also. I think that I've got to a point where kids started being mean because I was so okay with myself right. that I started realizing like, Oh, maybe that's not okay to be so okay with yourself. Right. Half of me thinks that I started becoming insecure as a form to comfort other people thinking about it. I'm like, I really don't like that. So right. I've been really doing a lot of work on that. I don't know when, cause there was definitely a time in, in my life where I, didn't feel embarrassment and I didn't feel nervous and I didn't feel I just didn't really give a shit honestly Mm -hmm. but I'm like trying to think it started like maybe grade four or five that because I went to that school and I went so I moved to Kitchener when I was eight and I went to a Catholic school for a year and in that school I don't remember anything about grade one but I also went to Catholic school after that to St. Aloysius I became friends with some girls there. Because, one girl in particular, my best friend at the time, I became friends with her because we both went to the same school, St. Patrick's, mm-hmm. and then met at St. Aloysius, and we were like, hey, we went to the same, mm. we were in, we didn't do the same class, but we saw each other, we recognized each other, bam, we were best friends. Easy peasy. Right. So I didn't have to work at that. That was good.
1: I don't want to stop you, but I'm, I'm getting the sense that, I'm getting the sense, you said it out loud. <laughs> you were, you were, At least in childhood, prepubescence, you were definitely okay interacting with people. Yeah. See, I was exact opposite. Hmm. I might have gotten nauseous because I didn't want to be, like, I was, did you have any, like, moments where something happened?
2: Oh, it had many moments. (laughs) I, like, I remember in kindergarten hating this one kid who was a dickhead. He was the biggest dick. That's the first moment I remember being like, wow, humans are dicks. For no reason too Because he would terrorize everyone in the classroom Man. Just for fun And mm-hmm. like it, he was He's an actual psychopath I think I've never seen him since then But I like I remember his eyes He's fucking I remember <laughs> once It was like drawing time We were us deep in drawing He pulls the chair from me And I like oh my god Fall down and bang down And like he just did it. There was no I reason. Had someone do that
3: same thing. It was in like grade three or something, and I went to sit down. They pulled my chair, and I ended up smashing my head on a table behind me. Yeah. I had to go to the hospital, oh and it was like an, oh a, a serious God. thing. A thing yeah, something that why like why, that? why?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to talk to those kids. I want to talk to their parents. That was the first time I started, I guess, thinking about other people mm-hmm. and their intentions, and and like realizing that there are sh- it's just their shit. Their shit. Yeah.
1: Was there anything that people would say about you more than one, on more than one occasion to, for it to have been a thing? Not like a hazing kind of thing. It doesn't have to be a hazing. It could be a hazing. Mm-hmm. But was there anything that like people would say, hey, there's, there's Wendy. You know, Wendy's the one that yada yada.
2: Yeah, not until grade four or five in that period of time, there was the popular kids. Mm-hmm. And like right. you start, they, we started categorizing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was the new kid. No. and then from there somehow ended up becoming friends with one of the popular kids mm. so I was in the popular crowd from like grade 5 to 6 this sounds also silly saying out loud but like it was the reality but of but the time but it is No,
1: I mean no, I, it, is, it is but I don't judge yeah
2: <laughs> yeah and it's like I've gone because of it but anyway uh, one of the girls in the group found or er, thought that I flirted with her boyfriend which I didn't even know what flirting meant at the time. I just remember. Why should you
1: in grade four? I know, yeah. I know
2: I'd, and like that's the thing. I was like, it was messed up. Yeah, so she was I was like,
1: not flirting with him. We're in grade four. Yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm being yeah, I'm a grade, being a grade four
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She told everyone in the friend group that I was flirting and trying to steal with her boyfriend. Oh, and then I was trying to steal her best friend at the time. I just hung out with her. I'm sorry. I didn't know that I couldn't hung, hang out with your friends at (laughs) like without you Um, she got the whole classroom to hate me I remember going into school the next day and like I walked into the classroom everyone stopped it was out Mm -hmm. of the fucking movie like this traumatized me I think this was the moment everyone just fell silent watched me walk in I saw all of my like belongings from the desk like strewn all over the classroom my I don't know yeah yeah I was like a fucking (laughs) pariah she she like raise your hand if you hate Wendy hands went up feet went up like the whole classroom was like we all fucking hate this bitch and i was like i don't even talk to like 95 percent of you how do you hate me yeah and that was so yeah i i didn't get like a name i just got hated
1: (laughs) that might be worse Uh,
2: i don't know know.
1: (laughs) and that's all before captain cook was on the in the scene yeah yeah (laughs) Exactly. All the kids who hate Wendy. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Peter, where are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, that Tinkerbell.
2: Yeah, that bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Do, would you feel now looking back that there was a bit of scarring from that experience, or was it just like this is shitty, y'all?
2: <laughs> I definitely <laughs> scarring. <Yeah. laughs> I have like one of my biggest fears in life is having a group of people turn on me for no reason. Always trying to not have that scenario happen or I'm like, why, how many people are actually trying to not get a group of people to like turn on them for, from right. one day to the other, you know, like people you don't even know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I hope she doesn't hate me tomorrow for no mm. reason. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Shit. The drastic, dramatic things right. like that, <laughs> the way the world works on those levels at that age is, is kind of crazy. crazy. I kind of forgot about that. Like, I remember I remember getting beaten up, but, like, I, I don't recall them having, like, a systematic set of reasoning, like, and mischief plans. And that's, it's, I think,
2: the difference between, like, again, I don't want to make, like, any overarching no, um, go for statements, it. but, like, Do I it. think that was the main difference between boys and girls. And it's still talked about in, like, the male, or I'm going to say masculine energy and feminine energy. Where males they beat it. it's the stereotypical they beat each other up and then they're all good, females right. psychologically fuck each other, and I'm trying to disprove that, but it seems like it's everyone's narrative. Yeah, uh-huh. and actually because of that, one of like fem femwave's biggest goals is to like get rid of girl on girl hate. Yeah. because a lot of it comes from just like hating yourself. From right. childhood yeah. traumas or yeah. ch- or just dealing with these weird psychological things that we did to each other as kids or mm. that mm-hmm. like even parents implement on you without knowing.
1: I'm not going to go with my original plan to when I publicize this episode, please like this photo of Wendy if you hate Wendy. <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> funny.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I'll take the day off if you do that, though. Yeah. <laughs> just mentally. <Yeah. laughs>
1: no. Well... I- I don't want to get into this, but like th- there is a, there is a, in my swirling set of changing theories the idea that maleness to a certain extent is constructs. Mm. There's there's like the '60s constructs of American males right. and where females where they each belonged, mm. and there's only two kinds of people. Some shit that's just like it's been so practiced for so long. It's not an easy thing to just recognize is. Bullshit yeah. and fix, but mm-hmm. when especially when half the world or more is saying like it ain't broke,
2: yeah, exactly, uh,
1: and the, you know, like that—that's a wig, sir. Your yeah. skin's orange, douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: but uh, oh, that's and, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just interested to hear what environments, like as a child, how you perceive the environment too. Thing about Uh, Childhood uh, elementary school, when when you go into puberty and my hormones, I'm a slave to them now. Mm -hmm. They make me unhappy and frustrated all the time. It's like the stakes get raised, but only the surrealism of it all goes away. Right, Everything is literal because we're all going through this nasty, weird time. None of the things that we do to each other and how we look at ourselves and each other is ridiculous anymore, Mm -hmm. but the bullshit is bigger and badder and longer and more uncut. The budget is insane, y'all. Yeah. So
4: exactly. This this is like, well,
1: if you if you eat me, this is this is meaty uh, <laughs> yeah. for for the awkwardness pool. Yeah. Or I'm glad. Kaylee. Kaylee. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. A little chewier. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you like eggs, kale in eggs. Like I mm-hmm. love eggs, but they got like a nasty strong smell and flavor the kale just disappears
2: <laughs> anyway oh, a whole good meal <laughs> wholesome
1: this is the part at the end where you cut out that little bit of meat and kale
3: <laughs> I, I liked it, it.
1: Yeah, I okay. say, I,
3: I'm hungry I now, liked it. but I yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense <laughs> it's funny you say that you like kind of don't like that taste but sometimes like crave that it's so weird even though i haven't eaten eggs in nine years like sometimes i want that taste yeah no it's it's weird
1: it's nice but it's it's strong Mm -hmm. and unsettling when you're not hungry anymore
3: yeah
2: when you're (laughs) full (laughs) (laughs) of
1: breakfast done and then you come back into the room it's like oh it fucking smells like Mm -hmm. eggs in here
2: see i thought that the weird egg taste was always like the omega eggs because they have fish oils so i thought that that's what made them for me like for me personally, because I like hate, the eggy? yeah, oh, like yeah, like the because I hate exactly, sort
4: of sulfur, because I find right? that like yeah. just
2: when I fought, bought like farm eggs without added anything is fine. But like my mom would always buy Omega mm-hmm. eggs. So in that, and I hate fish and anything that has to do with the ocean. So I feel like I have <laughs> this extra. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anything that has to do with the ocean, like fish.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I don't like <laughs> fauna. I don't like. Oh my God. <laughs>
2: that's no, that's not what I meant.
1: Fuck Atlantis. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God, man. If Atlanta's was real.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
3: Don't get me started.
1: I, I warned you that I go to these weird places and I hope you don't mind.
3: No, I like it. We love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We love so. getting off track. And-
2: yeah. yeah. We always come back. We always come back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
1: So what you were saying about.
2: Oh, it's just because I feel like I have a heightened sense to like fishiness. So hmm. that's I taste it. And well, you know. Uh, that's if, all I had to say. If you hate like,
1: Wendy like we do, you, we all know she's a picky eater.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, all
1: right. Well, maybe I could zone in on the, the juiciest part of adolescence. The butterflies in your stomach start happening when you, shall we, out you for your yeah. preference? Your, so at
2: the time, I guess boys, but I mean, that's not my current preference. It's just whoever, It's a, it's a general preference. As uh, David said on Schitt's Creek, sometimes I like a good Merlot. Sometimes I look a good Pinot Grigio. <laughs> sometimes I like rosé. It's <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. I feel like whatever that day. I feel, yeah, as, exactly. As
1: Dana Carvey says, it's when you put your hand down somebody's pants and you're happy with whatever you find.
4: <laughs> That's, yeah, I like yeah, that. Exactly. People can't yeah.
1: see my face. It's, no. <laughs> it's done with like a really eerie smile.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, that's
1: cool but in in high school it it was more centered off
2: and that's what was always weird for me because like i was very always attracted to like women and or uh yeah women or in between like johnny yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and i would be okay with saying like oh wow she's really beautiful wow like she's really cool or like joke about like oh yeah i'd date her if she was a dude but yeah. it I was like, not if she was a dude, just if she Date was she. Her how she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it was like, a, it wasn't unknown. I guess it was always just like a joke. But then I was like, no, this isn't a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It
1: just took a long time to process yeah. in- internally, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was very, I'm a hopeless romantic. So I grew up watching a lot of rom-coms and all they sh- ever show is male, female dynamic. So that's right. just kind of yeah, what anything I. Anything
3: else isn't represented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
2: I just kind of like thought, well, I like to watch these movies and. I haven't seen anything else that doesn't that makes me feel the way mm-hmm. that these movies make me feel. So sure, yeah.
1: Right, and you, you grew up Christian too. That's, that sometimes plays a role. Oh Sorry. my god, yeah, no, no, no. Well, even 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 the the, the Jesus schools of, of <laughs> I say it like I'm <laughs> ignorant to what Christianity <laughs> is, even though I grew up with that too. Whatever they Jesus, the Jesus say. The
2: Schools, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, even the most progressive of them are still like, we're cool with the different folks, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you still feel like yeah. the weird they're, they're one? They're and, still
2: different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. But in high school, was there a thing that you understood the rules of women and men dynamic, like men have to predatorily come after you, or yeah, nope. these, these constructs of, I'm the prey, they're the, they're, the predators, yeah. and I if I like that guy, I have to not do anything? Or, did you have a sense of like, wonderment and any approaches maybe i, w- I want to know what people's awkward mm-hmm. first moves yeah. were please it's what i'm getting around yeah, yeah, to
2: yeah. which like i had no moves <laughs> in high school like i said i was That's so the best I went, yeah yeah i was like completely socially anxious i didn't even try i was the type to just uh, mourn by myself i was like the unrequited love like that was my jam you know it was like completely loving someone and then not having them not know that I existed yeah I yeah, was like, yeah. yeah high <laughs> yeah. five yo <laughs> that's what I'm talking about yeah. and
1: yeah. then you would chat on MSN messenger with me and I'd be like exactly yeah.
2: exactly <laughs> yeah.
1: MSN Messenger yeah. just keep going
2: yeah I remember that put in my uh, <laughs> I wish this, that was still around I know because I, I <laughs> deeply wish it yeah. was around my I favorite. try to
1: pretend Facebook Messenger oh, is it's not the same it isn't because
2: you can't put your uh, what is what was it called the bio but not yeah, the bio with
1: all yeah. those weird
3: like squiggly yeah,
1: yeah. Like. <laughs>
2: I put whatever I, it, it custom
1: would, status or something yeah, custom message
2: yeah it, they, you had the chance to put what you were listening yes. to. Yes, that was the yeah. best. So I would always purposely listen to music that I thought was cool just to give me uh, like the yeah. rankings.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh,
2: yeah. Good old days. Nice.
3: <laughs> Those are the best MSN days. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, no, no game. Didn't have a boyfriend until uh, my last, until going into grade 12. And I met him through work. So I didn't even meet him in school. Like in school, right. I didn't so, talk to yeah. boys really. I, and I wasn't capable of having male friends. I didn't understand them really, just because I didn't really understand anyone. I feel like, and it was hard for me to get around men's bullshit. I feel like. Right. So.
1: At at the time, you weren't in any of those circumstances that broke that barrier, that gap.
2: No, um, not until like grade eleven was my first like real guy best friend we ended up becoming friends. We had a math class together, but then he, we took the same bus route in the morning Mm. and we both lived very out of the way to get to school. So then we just started becoming friends like that. Um, and that's when I started getting into this whole other world and becoming more, I guess comfortable with myself because I was finally starting to open up to a boy. Right. Cause in my mind it was always just very rhetorical, right? I watched these rom-com movies. I picked the guy that I liked. I would fawn over him for four years and he <laughs> still didn't know my name. That was like the right. the thing. And finally I got to talk to a boy and we ended up having like a really good friendship. I ended up le- like falling for him. He ended up becoming a douchebag, <laughs> because of that whole scenario and then I guess that's when my relationship with guys actually started and when I started realizing like if I'm gonna be friends with someone like implementing the same things I had with girls with guys because like when I started also um like accepting that I liked girls I was like what makes it different that I can be a friend with a girl without falling for them than by like Uh, being a friend with a guy and falling for them because it just it I was like what what the hell is the difference like
1: it is tricky though
2: yeah it's we it's a weird it was weird and then I think it just all came down to like my comfort with myself right and how I had to get away from um, putting everyone in their own narrative I like wrote a lot when I was in uh, high school. So that's kind of how I lived my life was in writing and making and like fiction basically. Did
1: you, did you have a, like a blog blog?
2: No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I had my notebooks filled with notes at the back and yeah. that no one would ever see because
1: well, <laughs> it was I very I...
2: melodramatic. <laughs>
1: there's a release that comes from complaining for sure. Do you ever have that, that moment where you complain about something, you get it out, you get, you get like maybe like a little bit of dopamine. Cause like, yeah, I fucking put that to a voice. Yeah. Exactly. But then like maybe two hours later or a day later, you're like, I, I was, I was being really hard on that thing that I was complaining yep. about.
2: <laughs> happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like daily almost. I'll just be like, what? Well, everything, everything that I complain about at one point I've, done a 180 on like feminism I used to complain about feminism when I was younger and now I'm like very proud feminist I used to complain about the heat now that's all I want is heat
1: yeah (laughs) it's
2: like don't listen to anything that past me said she was a dumbass (laughs) even yesterday (laughs) I'm not ashamed of my (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I complain just like anyone else. I and don't hold someone else against their complaints too. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I think one should just have fun in life of Mm. maybe practicing and trying to master resilience. Then you can just have fun complaining. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. I, uh, yeah. If I was resilient, yeah. I would be complaining all the times like listen, I'm going to be fine. This isn't wrecking my life. But right now, it's fucking wrecking my life. Yeah, <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> exactly. And this is how I'm going to get over it. Yeah. It's just complaining. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. So, we I'm I'm trying to be a good host. I don't know if I am. I don't know how I'll find out. We have best I could followed you through from early childhood through elementary school and have gone through high school a bit. Did you feel or, or experience awkwardness that was overwhelming or significant after high school, like in post-secondary, whether it was college university or just at work or whatever?
2: Definitely. I think that, uh, one of the moments that like comes out Right now is like serving. Once I um, was was serving uh, this lady who had a uh, gluten, um, uh, uh, yeah, allergy deficiency. (laughs) She needed more gluten in her life.
3: (laughs) No,
1: the doctor said she's not getting enough gluten. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing sticking together inside. I'm gonna use that.
2: Efficiency. It's
1: all dust inside. <laughs> yeah. like, you need more gluten.
2: <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> no, that was definitely not the issue. <laughs> um, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> shots fired.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was like embarrassing. So I was tooting my own horn about how I was very diligent about making sure that I listened to people's allergies and blah blah blah, and I just yeah. gave her this spiel about. How I'm really happy that our restaurant has gluten-free buns for her. Um. I'm so sorry. No,
1: I was I, I was like I was hyperventilating because I just had this thought. I, I didn't want to. I didn't. No, want don't to even worry
2: about it. I got. Go ahead.
1: The the only thing that just makes me laugh is that like there are people with allergies or alternate diets. That get mad that the things they can't eat are on the menu they're looking at. Yeah, <laughs> like this is so goddamn disrespectful. How can you show me the options that this is meaty? Yeah. yeah, there are people that come here that, that can eat meat. Fuck
2: them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can. Under, I don't understand those people or relate with them at all. Um, yeah. I just like to watch them and laugh from afar yeah (laughs) this lady definitely had a gluten um allergy though (laughs) right sometimes there are people who like are like oh i'm gluten free and then they i'm Mm -hmm. like um okay well i can't guarantee that our fryers are gluten free because we do we blah blah and they're like oh no that's fine and i'm like this is not an allergy and you need Mm -hmm. to like fuck off but anyway she like had an allergy I went, I forgot to put gluten-free bun. And so I gave her like our regular burger without a gluten-free bun. And And you thought the
1: placebo effect would just be like. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. hopefully she, it's all good. They have
1: the best gluten-free buns ever. I can't get enough. So yeah, you forgot to to put the gluten-free.
2: And she took a bite. I like gave her the plate. I walk away. It was like maybe two seconds and it like hit me. I was like, that's not a gluten-free bun. And I just gave her a gluten, but like I went crazy. I walked over. She had already taken. Yeah, she had already taken a bite. And I was like, no, I'm so sorry. I fucked up. Like, this is what happened. Blah, blah, blah. And her face like drops. And she's like, oh, no. Yeah, I feel it. And she runs to the bathroom and I'm oh, and her husband just was not happy you could have done this and this and I'm like I know I'm so sorry like I just didn't know they were she was like nice about it and her he was obviously distraught the kids were like the girl I remember his kids were trying to calm him down (laughs) and like I'm like thank you children for trying to help my (laughs) cause but like god I went to the back after and just started crying and I was just like embarrassed and humiliated and like I just I felt so bad too because it was an honest mistake. Like it was the, and the worst part was the fact that I was like that before I was hyping myself up, I was like, yeah, you like, I get you. Don't worry. Allergies. I got you, whatever. Yeah, And then I fuck up. (laughs) And I was like,
1: (laughs) I I can't imagine. I mean, you have to put so much energy. I imagine into being likable. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. what do you need? Forks? A cup? A drink? Yeah, exactly. You need more ice? I got, like, need lim- one more ice cube? I got you. Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. Like you are working for your tips. In, yeah. 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 And I'm glad that you acknowledged that because I feel like a lot of people don't realize how much work it is to be social. Like, yeah. especially for an introvert, especially for someone who doesn't yeah. actually like to be social. I don't consider myself a social person. I don't consider myself someone who actually likes to be social like i yeah. do it and i enjoy it at the time and whatever but there comes a point where sometimes like i just mm-hmm. get so tired yeah. of interacting with people i would love to be happy all the time and smiling and like encouraging and being like being that force for them but i can't i don't have the yeah. mental capacity to do so so yeah serving is like legit acting mm-hmm. the whole time and yeah. that is tiring Actors get paid thousands of dollars to do it. I get paid a $3 tip on a $20, <laughs> like, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's an energy thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, when, when I say stuff like that, I just know that I don't mean that, like, as a matter of fact, like I make, I make brushstrokes of the, I think this might be the case. I feel like it's, it's, it's an energy thing with, with introverts. I, I wish I could adopt you as a cousin, like, cause, cause <laughs> we're relating, we're related now. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um You two being in the room, Mm -hmm. that's my both my comfort level, like the amount in terms of the amount of people that gives me energy and doesn't draw away too much. When the Starlight on Friday nights was a dance club, I could feel like I was alone dancing on the dance floor and just having fun. Right. And then something like serving is like the extreme su- far side of like sucking the yeah. energy out of an introvert.
2: Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Legitimately. it was. And I think that was probably my downfall in serving too. I just got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. Right. I can't. like mm-hmm. it was too much.
1: If you did it for a week, you're a champion in my <laughs>
2: eyes. Yeah. A year and a half. Right.
1: <laughs> especially with the dregs that live in this region yeah. I'm kidding. i don't know <laughs> no. i never go out, Whole out other episode. talking out of your ass Todd. <sighs> okay well uh given that we have both of the co-hosts of fem waves how did y'all meet
3: so almost a year ago now yes because i've been in good vibes a year working together i think we just naturally started having conversations that aligned with both of us and yeah like this
2: kind of conversation but in work yeah
1: <laughs> without we, that fucking no,
2: without the mic in my yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but then we were like let's add mics to our faces <laughs> yeah. but yeah we met at work yeah it was fun Is fun because we still work fun. together yeah, yeah. when we yeah. see each other yeah yeah, <laughs> the... yeah. Well, let me i'll say it out loud yeah, okay. i just fucking burped
1: it was like a silent one but i am in my 30s and i can tactically like no one else has to suffer i can move it somewhere Wendy and i just burp out loud yep. like we don't care well if it's a noise burp that's just air i think right? i'm talking about yeah. my own body yeah. when, it's, yeah. when it's like something it's all just bad, air. yeah like it's sulfury, kind of
2: <laughs> Did you just eat eggs? Uh,
1: don't run, you two. <laughs> okay. That's it. Bye. Bye, now. <laughs> Bye. <Yeah.
2: laughs> okay. Cut. Yeah.
1: I don't know how I went from being like on stage, comfortable as balls, I don't. I don't even say that.
2: It's so dumb. Why
1: do people say that? I was comfortable as tits, uh, or, or, or no genitalia.
2: Both are pretty uncomfortable, I think. Right? Yeah. I'm sure that balls get squished often. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I have no food. <laughs> I. I. But.
1: <laughs> no. Let's let's enjoy this. <laughs> I think we'll work on that so that like uh, that plane isn't built to land yet. <laughs> yeah. But we're working on Thanks for being on, Wendy.
2: Thank you for having me. This was a great conversation. I like reliving my traumas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the coffee house crowd session. guarantee.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> you're awesome. And next week you're gonna get to hear the interview with the co host of Fem Waves, Kate but for us, it's only going to yeah. be a few minutes.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music and the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Maki by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at ToddDonaldShow on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends.